Welcome back to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Last time, our heroines explored the Mason family home with Meg Mason. There's a skeleton just on the other side of the wall. Yeah, it's like, running this crank, and there was this wait, lever. Wait, wait, it's moving? Yeah. Once Meg went to bed, the lady snuck around looking for trap doors and hidden compartments. Well, I'll check for traps <laughs> and then pick the locks. <laughs> Late that night, after everyone had fallen asleep, a ghost woke up Silpha and showed her how to open yet another secret door. And as you open your eyes, in the middle of your room, there is a figure. It's definitely wearing a blue dress. Silpha woke everybody up and they started exploring, finding themselves in trap after trap designed to hold people generally unharmed. Oh, I rolled two fives! (laughs) That's a seven. Luckily, Sable was able to turn into a rat and slip through strange holes in the walls to find methods for disabling the traps. At the end of our last episode, the girls were trapped in a dead end, deep in an underground maze, and Jalen's thief powers had failed them. Behind you, another door slams. And you are at a dead end. Investigate the door that slams shut and see if I can figure out a way to reverse engineer it. (laughs) One. There's no way out! (laughs) Let's get to it! Alright guys, start testing all the flagstones, because... I don't know how else we're getting out of here. I'll, I'll do an investigation roll. Oof. It's only a nine. There are rat-sized holes in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> of course there are. Well. I guess that's up to me then, huh? I don't, I, unless you can send some kind of spell through there, but. I have nothing that's really mm-hmm. useful for that kind of thing. Right. I'll be back. Okay. Be careful. I'm going to start making my way through rat holes. I am going to map in my head where I'm going. Okay. And beforehand, we should work out a system where you can stay a rat for a while and we can uh-huh. ask you questions like two squeaks for yes, one long squeak for no. Yep. Figure out something. So give me a survival roll. Uh-oh. It's actually just determining how long it takes you. No, oh, it's going to take me a while. It's going to take you a while. So you end up back in another hallway. That looks familiar in that it is now barricaded on both sides. Mm-hmm. You see other rat holes. You hop in them and you wander and wander mm-hmm. and wander. Yeah, so that was for your first half hour. Oh, God. Roll it again. Y'all might be here for a while. <laughs> We're just going to chill out. There we go. That's a 17. All right, so the good news is you find a room with a skeleton in it working his way <laughs> on a crank. There is a lever. It is in the up position. Okay, I'm going to put it in the down position. All right, so whereas last time you heard the gear engage, the gear seemed already engaged. When you drop it down, more gears engage. Okay. And you can hear a much more vigorous turning. And meanwhile, back over here, the door starts to slowly roll back up into the ceiling. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, she found something. And it wasn't a decapitating blade. And you can get back to that. Okay, is there anything that I can do as a rat to make it difficult to impossible for that skeleton to crank anything anymore? No. All right, then I'm just going back to them. Nope. A long time nibbling his ankles off or something. No, I'm getting back to them. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually you turn back into you and then you're like, you're Okay, so we're going to go back the way we came. So what has happened is the lever in its previous position probably caused these to reset very slowly. In the down position, they all reset really fast. So you take several more wrong turns and get closed in for about five minutes. Mm. But you eventually find the right combination of turns to find a set of stairs leading down, and you can continue forward. Okay. Well, forward we go. All right. Uh, Actually, it's only about 20 or 30 more feet. A large room opens up. It's hard to get a good measurement on it because your light actually doesn't quite reach the edges of it. But in the middle of the room, there is a massive stone slab that is sort of in the rough shape of an anvil. There's a huge hole in the floor just past that slab. And all around the slab are these large pottery vases that are sort of set around it 
such that if, say, a liquid were poured on the top of this altar, it would run into grooves and then pour into these large pottery basins. All around the outside of the room are shelves. You see a number of books and a whole lot of masonry tools, hammers and things. And then there's piles of some sort of stone dust with shovels in them around the floor. You see another exit on the far side of the room. And the only reason you see it is there's a flickering light coming out of it, like a lantern light. Mm -hmm. At the same time, standing next to this altar Uh is the ghost. You see this ghost with long blonde hair and a blue dress. Unlike the other ghosts you've seen, the details are very crisp on this ghost. It's her. Oh my god, Silva. And without looking at you, it leans over the altar like it's looking at something, mm-hmm. and then promptly jerks and falls onto the altar. And then it starts to melt almost, as if it were a liquid, and pour off into these basins. And as this happens, as it's pouring down, you see stepping out of the walls from all around the room are other servant ghosts. And they sort of stare with these sad, vacant looks on their faces as this happens. And everything is sort of focused on this central altar. Do you think it was some sort of sacrifice? Sacrifice? Murder. Same thing. The other ghosts sort of step backwards into the wall. And disappear. And disappear. The ghost that had fallen on the altar is gone. I think she wanted us to know what happened to her. I'm going to go look at the basins. I'm going to go look at the books. Ditto the books. We'll start with Jalen. Actually, let's go ahead and roll me first. Roll me a d6. Jalen, you walk over to the books. The first book you pick up is a book on codes. And it looks... Very similar to the code that you've been working on. Gonna pocket that. <laughs> Let's take that. <laughs> Sofa, you step up and pick up a book. Roll me a d6. Five. Oh, neat. You found the, my favorite freaking thing. You pull open a spell book, but it's not a normal spell book. These spells are blood magic. The material, somatic, and verbal components are replaced completely with shedding blood. That's the components for these spells. I will give you the complete list. Assuming you leave with this book. This this feels very naughty, and <laughs> she will absolutely leave with this book and point out to Sable and Jalen how very, very bad and dark <laughs> this magic is. So are you holding this book right now? Oh, yeah. All right. Sandra, mm-hmm. Sable walks up to the the basins. The interior is stained with something dark, but there's nothing in them. Touch it? It's old. It's so old, it's part of the pottery at this point. All right, well, then I'm looking around this whole area. Uh, There's a giant hole in the floor. Well, what's in the giant hole? So you look down in the giant hole, and there's skeletons, lots of them, just piled on top of each other down this giant hole. Some of them are in clothes still. The topmost skeleton appears to be wearing a very tattered blue dress. And that is when you hear a... <clears throat> and you turn towards the far entrance of the room where there was some sort of light flickering down it, and that light has gotten much brighter as Lady Mason <laughs> with two guards and two servants, all four of them holding massive hammers and pickaxes, step into the room. Hi, Lady Mason. Put my hands up and go, we got lost. I'll say, <laughs> and look what you found. Hold the lantern up, please. And the servant produces the lantern and shines it around the room. She says, wow. This, this is the find of the century. How did you get down here? We were looking for the bathroom. Would you think it was crazy if I said <laughs> I followed a ghost? I, I was looking for the bathroom. <laughs> this... And must have been a very interesting chapter in Mason history. Skeletons in the hole. Yes. Well, we can't have this getting out. And you see the two guards kind of like shift nervously, like they don't quite know what she's getting at. And their hands sort of reach up to their hilts. And that's when, out of the altar, steps this ghost with her blonde hair and her blue dress. 
And she says audibly, the first time you've heard a ghost say anything, the blood practice must end and all masons must die. And the ghost shifts across the room and puts its hand on the chest of one of the guards and disappears. And you all are going to have to roll me initiative. Oh my god, that's awesome! Oh, I rolled a natural 20. 12. The ghosts, the guards, and all of them are going to go last. Sandra. I'm looking around for something that I can use as a weapon because I'm holding a broken piece of stick. Uh, There are masonry hammers all over the walls. I am grabbing a masonry hammer. All right, roll me a d20 and let's see if you get lucky. 10. You have a hammer. Okay. Uh... Jalen is going to hold an action. She's going to have her hand crossbow and her rapier ready. She can wield both of those, right? Yep. Okay. They're both one-handed. Yep. Silva. I guess I want to ready an action as well. If if it looks like like I I feel like if one of them attacks us, I will fire at them. Okay. The guard that had had been touched by the ghost draws his sword drops his hammer, and proceeds to try to stab Lady Mason in the back. Lady Mason is not wearing armor, so her AC is quite low. He succeeds in stabbing her. He's wielding a short sword. Oh, very well. He stabs her profusely in the back, and guard number two is shocked, surprised, confused, draws his sword drops his hammer, and leaps at guard number one. And sticks him a little bit. Peasant number one and peasant number two are panicked. Are absolutely panicked. And one of them is holding a lantern and one of them is holding a pickaxe. The one that's holding the lantern throws the lantern at guard number one who stabbed Lady Mason. The lantern clatters to the floor... And the lantern goes out. Peasant number two panics and runs. And flees backwards into the darkness. Lady Mason has been badly stabbed. She turns and follows the peasant back into the darkness. Which brings us to Sable. I don't know what's happening. I'm still pretty panicked. I just saw a ghost, I think, possess somebody who then stabbed the lady. which And he said something about blood magic blood practice and therefore that might be like her it's bad and i will uh cast shillelagh on this hammer and be ready to attack if i have to all right you have a magic hammer attacks any of us i'm gonna attack back you have a magic hammer jaylen well they haven't attacked us yet so i'm gonna keep ready with the crossbow okay silfa um, Silpha has transmuted her quarterstaff into silver. Okay. You're now holding a silver quarterstaff. All right. So, guard number one ignores guard number two and turns to chase Lady Mason. Guard number two swings at guard number one because he provokes and hits him severely. And then for guard number two's turn, he charges after guard number one and they are basically in a foot chase peasant who is still here the one that threw the lantern i guess runs after them it is absolutely dark in that hallway though because he threw the lantern so no one has any light down that hallway which brings us to sable so we are now in darkness well, you have a lantern. We have a lantern. Yeah, we have a they lantern. They ran back into darkness. Uh, I'm going to get people the fuck up. So I'm going to be start. I'm going to run down that hall and I'm going to be shouting. You know, everybody up! Your lady is under attack. Okay, so you don't know how far underground you are. All right, so you head into the dark hallway. I'll run after her too. Okay, am I within range of the guards? Are they? You can run around the corner. And be in the hallway with your lantern. You're going to have disadvantage because it's you're basically firing into the darkness, but you can see shadows moving around. Okay. The question is, are you going to shoot guard one or two? One. And the question is, 
are you going to shoot guard one or two? Because I don't know if you can tell them apart at this point. Okay, I'm hoping to shoot guard one. Uh, so give me a perception check, and if you don't, then you have 50-50 odds. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah hey. I, uh, that one's guard number one. You That's a 22. You recognize the bleeding, gaping wound given to guard number one. and uh, So I'm going to attack with disadvantage. All right. Right? Yep. 18. Okay, they are also not wearing armor. Their AC is very low. You shoot one soundly. It is technically in combat with someone who is acting as an ally right now, which means you get sneak attack. All right, so that's 11 plus 4 is 15. You shoot him. He goes down hard. Silpha. Her idea would be to basically render his body inert by putting him to sleep. Before you take that action, I want to describe what you can see. You can see in the dark. So the guard that was possessed has been shot through the throat and is now on the ground dead. You don't see the ghost yet. The guard who is fighting him can't quite see right now and is flailing above him in the empty hallway. You can see a little further down the hallway a peasant who is kind of feeling along the wall. And then it turns right abruptly, and you're guessing the other peasant and the lady must be around the corner already. Do we want to put them to sleep? Sure. Yeah, they can't get anywhere. Guard falls, the peasant falls, you hear another thump down the hallway. And we're back to uh, everybody. So the ghost materializes out of the body that is that it was possessing, and looks around, and then darts through the wall toward, you assume, Lady Mason, away from you. I'm going to run on and try to find Lady Mason. All right. Well, I'd stop long enough to check him. Yeah, he's, he's not he's hurt. not hurt. He's just asleep. And then I am running after Lady okay. Mason because I know she's hurt. And the peasant is also asleep as you go by. Okay. And so is Lady Mason asleep? So the three of you turn the corner and there is rubble where they have excavated the f- stone floor to get access to this place. And there's blood running up the rubble and up onto what is probably the first floor. When you get up onto the first floor, you are in a an old library, but there aren't any books in it. Everything has pretty much been removed. It's just empty shelves as far as the eye can see. It's a massive room. And you see drips of blood running along the floor. 80 feet away, you see Lady Mason throwing the door open and yelling. And coming out of the floor is a ghost. Sable. Ghosts aren't, they have unfinished business, so I don't know that they're evil, but I don't have any reason to think that Lady Mason is evil either. And she's too far away for me to get to her immediately, right? Is the ghost up next to her? It's got probably 40 feet to to go to get to her. Okay. Uh, Can I get myself between her and the... Yes, absolutely. All right. So I'm going to get between her and the ghost and put out my stick like this, and I'll be like, whatever happened down there, she didn't do it to you, so let's just stop this. (laughs) Roll persuasion. So that's 18. Okay, ghost will respond to you on its turn. Jalen. Jalen figures she doesn't have anything that's going to affect a ghost, so she's going to run from Lady Mason. To Lady Mason? Yes. Okay. So you pass the ghost, spend your whole turn moving, and get to Lady Mason. She's missing most of her hit points, having been stabbed in the back. Mm -hmm. She doesn't look good at all. She's turning pale, and she's screeching. Okay. I guess I'll try to calm her down, but... Um, Yeah, I mean, you spent your whole turn getting to her, so how how about your, like... Like, I'm holding her up. I'm keeping her from collapsing. Okay. Silpha. Maybe, like, trying to stop the blood flow or something. (laughs) I think I want to get to Lady Mason's side as well. Um, Okay. You get to Lady Mason's. uh, Yeah, you can kind of get an arm under her arm and kind of try to help her around the corner. Which brings us to the other things. The ghost stops and says, she will start it again. She will. You can't deny it. Tell me she won't. I'm going to flat out tell her she won't. Roll me deception. I'm not trying to be deceptive. I'm trying to make a promise. You don't know you're lying. I don't know you're lying. I'm saying she won't. I'll make sure she won't. You're trying to convince this ghost that you have the power to stop Lady Mason. From being a vampire. 
<laughs> from being a vampire. Well, she's not a vampire, but you know. From practicing blood magic? From well, practicing blood magic in her basement. Do have her book, so. 16. She won't. And you, you throw in a little like she never has and she's not going to. Yeah. Because you rolled pretty well. Yeah. I say, I will I will do everything in my power to ensure she will not. Something about your demeanor convinces this ghost that you have some kind of power over Lady Mason because it, it stops. You two, it is your turn. Sable and is squared off against the ghost with a, a glowing magic staff. I'm going to look over at Silver and say, can you do something against a ghost? I've heard Silver work. All right, your rapier is now made of solid silver. Okay, then I guess I'll hand her off to you, and I'm going to head for the ghost. And you can take a move action to take her further down the hallway, away from this? Lady Mason, tell me where to go to get you to help. She goes, further down the hall, further down the hall. We've got to go two lefts and a right. I'm going to kind of come up with even with You two Sable. are now both squared off against this ghost. Yeah, and I'm ready to fuck her shit up. <laughs> the ghost says, if you lie, I will know, and I will hunt you along with her. What did you promise her? We'll avenge you if we can. All right, I'm going to hit her with the rapier. <laughs> no! <laughs> Roll the hit. Oh, uh, that's good. Um, oh, 19 plus 6, 20, 25. <laughs> yeah, you hit her good. You can get sneak attack. She was not expecting oh, to be stabbed. Oh, right, right. 8 plus 4 is 12. Okay. Yeah, you, you wish through this ghost, and you do see it distort as you sort of stab with this rapier through it. But it, it does seem to have some effect. Mm-hmm. And Silpha, you are going to keep Lady Mason and keep keep her going. Support Lady Mason and like. So you get you get through a right. It's you're in a maze, but she's giving you good directions. Sable, I say stop! You're killing the murder victim. <laughs> she's already dead. <laughs> You're killing the murder victim. Does the ghost do anything? If the ghost attacks her or attacks me, I will attack. The ghost will look at you, Jalen, and say, you can't kill the dead. And then her mouth will open up and then unhinge and open several more inches. Ghostly snakes will pour out of her mouth and spill under your feet. And you are now going to roll me a will save against oh, fear from the horrific visage. <laughs> you, you're not actually immune to this, too. You're still, you get to see it, Sable. Oh, so will save roll me your will save as well, please. Wisdom, right? Oh, 19. Oh, man, the rogue is like, I've seen snakes before. <laughs> snakes, <laughs> snakes don't scare me. I got me. no problem with snakes. Yeah, that is not natural. That's not even remotely uh, natural. You are, you are frightened, and it would be a good idea to run. <laughs> oh gosh I'm like no 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 <laughs> and I'm turning and running because I have to right yep you yeah. do for at least one turn Jalen <laughs> hit her again okay no or probably not 11 11 hits no sneak attack though cause, no there's uh, nobody helping yeah, you yeah. Uh, 11 points of damage seriously yeah holy crap I know. Yeah, you almost did more with the just standard stab than you did with a sneak attack. Yeah, okay, you slash through her, stab at it a couple times. It it does seem to be having an effect. It's losing its crispness. It's blurring as you attack it. The ghost is going to touch your chest. Oh, shit. I believe a charisma saving throw is in order. Okay. Charisma's okay. 14. Oh, you are so lucky. <laughs> Tried to possess me, didn't she? You have a brief sort of memory flash uh -huh. in your mind as this ghost tries to enter you and fails. And you call the feeling of betrayal when you were murdered brutally downstairs. <laughs> what are you going to do? <sighs> Killing the murder victim. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back off from her and say, okay. Okay, lady. The ghost kind of looks at you and you can no longer like you've done enough damage you can no longer really make out the features of the ghost's face and it says i will haunt you and it fades into the floor oh shit should have killed her um meanwhile uh go ahead and roll me a will save for your fear sable and let's see if you come to your senses before you get lost in the maze yeah. so yeah you come to your senses before you get lost in the maze you actually see 
or well, you can hear Silpha at this point. She's made a couple turns, but you can get caught up to Silpha unless you want to go back. I don't make decisions for you. Oh, I'd go back just to make sure she's okay first. Okay. Then you two can come back together. Well, as I'm escorting Lady Mason, I think I say to her quietly something like, I understand the importance of discretion and everything that's happened. And I trust that for your life and protecting yours, my life and my friends are as well. She says, you're, you're in no danger from me. You're in no danger from me. We just, we have to get the guards and we have to go back down there now. They're out in the courtyard. Come on. Let me know when we catch up to him because I'm going to heal her. All right, so you pop back in the library first. Jalen, you're alone in the dark library. She's looking a little yeah. spooked. Come on. Come on. Okay. okay. There's a lady dying. Uh, I need to right. get to her. There was a lady dead, but you I know. wouldn't we'll let me kill her. I know. We'll right. get back to that. All right. All right. So you walk away from the fat, fat loots. No, no, no. We're going to come back to the fat, fat loots. I'm just going to heal her first. Okay. Fat, fat loots? Well, yeah, you left a room filled with tools and books. Oh, right, right, well, right. Well, I, I kept the book. Yeah, well, I, you I kept, kept the code book. book. But I also know the value of saving the life of a lady. Yeah, so I'm going to yeah, go yeah, heal okay. the bitch, and I have a word to say to her. <laughs> so you guys get caught up to Lady Mason. I'll say um, sit her down, sit her down. About six rounds later. Basically, you guys have hit a door, and... We throw it open and Lady Mason shouts out of it. And that's about when you get caught up. You hear guards running. And these are guards in armor and arms. They have like bikes and they come running towards the door, which is about when you get there. Yeah. And I'm just going to put hands on her Mm -hmm. and I'm going to heal her. Okay. Actually, before I heal her, I'll say, I really hope that this wasn't you that did this. And then I'm going to cure her wounds. And then I want to go back to that room. She she shakes her head a lot. She doesn't really like respond to you with words, but after you heal her, she starts to breathe deeply and kind of calms herself down a little bit. We make sure there's there's a lot of witnesses to Sable's healing. Four plus that seven. She okay. takes seven points. Great. I believe she took nine out of thirteen and then you heal her for seven. So she's in pretty good shape. I'm not even staying with the guards. I want to turn right back around. So back. you're not gonna get a big chance for that. So the guards come up and she immediately says, There's a, we found a room. There's a ghost. Get your swords. You guys head back into the library, down the tunnel. You get all the way down there, no issue. Jalen, you're here as well. Yep. Uh, Silver, you're probably a little bit behind if you're still staying with the lady. I think I would stay with the lady Mason. Okay. You're a little bit behind then. So you guys have a round or two alone in this room. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm tailing her but and i'm probably entering a little more hesitantly because now there's a ghost that's got it in for me like sable sable she's still dead okay (laughs) but she's still there okay so be careful i pissed her i really pissed her off that's what you get for attacking her you know what she wasn't gonna believe you so yeah you look down in the hole about five feet down is where the top of this body pile is And the top body is a feminine skeleton, uh, which you'd probably note with a good heel roll. It's in a dress, so yeah. let's call that a well, giveaway. Well, is it the blue dress? That's what I want to know. Is this it is like the blue a dress she was wearing. Blue dress, or is this like some nice lady's blue dress? Free person rather than serf. Okay. It's too nice to be a servant's dress, but it's not nice enough to be. It's not nobility. It's not nobility. It's certainly not pre-Thorns Mason nobility. So if there is any way via the make of the dress that I can figure out who this person is, then I want that dress. History, and you have disadvantage because the dress is in terrible shape. But it was in better shape on the ghost, right? Actually, yeah. You know what? It was in better shape on the ghost, and you could see it really well on the ghost. Yeah. No disadvantage. Just get one dice. That'd be a 15. Blue is the color of House Mentor. Oh. So you're guessing it's not dressed well enough to be a member of House Mentor, but it might be, as Silpha is to House Miev, a free person who is employed by House Mentor. Maybe a spy? I don't think a piece of clothing is going to do me much good, but I'm still going to get a piece. Okay, scramble down into the pile of bones. 
and climb back out. That's probably about all the time I'm going to get. Well, that's when the first guards start to enter the room. They're not going to act against you, per se, but you're definitely being watched if you were to try to loot things, which is the what I'm more concerned about. So you had about one turn, Jalen. Uh, well, I'm looking for the ghost. You don't see her. Okay. I'm, I'm going to hold an action for if she appears. So you, you are on guard for your time alone in the room. I would love it if she threatened to haunt you for the rest of her life and she never see her again, but you always feel haunted yeah, by her. No, right? <laughs> so, so now so the guards, so the guards are, are coming in. Yeah, so the guards fill the room. I say to one of the guards, did you know about this? They're like... I'm pointing to the altar. This is from this is from before my father was born. This is from this is from before my grandfather was born. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure. Lady Mason will come in a little while later. Guards, smash all the skeletons. And they promptly climb into the well. She says, Ladies, you've done me a, a great service. And once I've recovered you have my, my personal favor. I think Lord Mason said something about you needing someone to decode something. We do. Yes. We do. I'll handle it myself. Thank you, lady. Excellent. Do you mind if I destroy this altar? If you can. I'll find a way. I'll break the pottery jars. Okay, that works. Lady Mason turns her attention away from all of you and walks over to the books. She pulls several off and starts flipping through them and says, Thank the gods. We found it. And she closes the book and sets it back on the shelf. Found what, lady? <laughs> we found the lost knowledge of the Masons. Congratulations, ladies. Together we have made history. Now, I'm going to have a servant take you back to your room so you can finish sleeping for tonight. Lady, could we have a guard in our hallway with us? Absolutely. I want to try to get a glance of... Uh, what the book was that she was like, thank goodness we found it. Give me a perception roll first. Ooh, a natural 20. Great. You read the page over her shoulder. It is about mixing blood with mortar to make a type of stonework that doesn't age and is stronger than stone and more akin to steel. Great. <laughs> And it appears to have lots of architectural information as well. But when she got to that page, that's when she seemed most pleased to have found this. And you guys go back to your room. Julie here today. Instead of advertising, we have animal facts for you. Poison tree frogs are often called poison dart or poison arrow frogs because their skin was used to poison weapons by tribal groups. The frog doesn't use the toxin to hunt, only to defend itself. One gram of the toxin produced by the skin of the golden dart frog could kill 15,000 people. One frog can't quite produce that much, but on its skin at any time is enough poison to kill 20,000 mice. For all their dangerous poison powers, there is a breed of snake called the firebelly snake that is totally immune to the poison. The poison is created by the unique diet of the wild poison frog. Most poison frogs held by humans in captivity are not poisonous because the diet they get is totally different. Let's get back to it. I imagine that uh, sleeping at this point after the eventful night that we had uh, may be a little difficult. Probably not going to happen. So you guys, I don't know, sit uncomfortably in your rooms for like three hours? I mean, J Jalen is going to curl up under the covers, but she's probably not going to sleep. We may try to sleep. Jalen, if you're going to try to sleep, I need you to roll me a will save against fear. Oh, dear God. Ooh, not so good. Nine. All right. Every little breeze definitely makes you think there's a ghost in your room and mm -hmm. you wake up startled. Uh-huh. Over and over like, and over is again. Is the window open? Is it open now? Meg did say <laughs> this place was drafty. It's not open. Okay, but now the curtain's moving. <laughs> so three hours go by. A guard actually like sits in the hallway. Uh, periodically, if you make some noise, he'll stick his head in and just check to make sure everything's okay. Uh, everybody is on the lookout for a ghost who walks through walls, so folks stay on edge all morning. Around 9 a.m., 9.30, a servant comes by and invites you to breakfast. 
I I make sure that I am properly coiffed and presentable and ready for breakfast. Jalen looks pretty rumpled. So you guys head into the dining room. The servant leads you so you don't get lost. Again, this house is a maze. You arrive in the dining hall. Lord and Lady Mason are both in attendance. Uh, Meg's plate is there. She is not at it yet. How does the lady look? Pretty good, all in all. She's obviously had a bath recently. She looks a little tired around the edges, but her wound seems to be fully healed. Well, that's good. You did heal it basically all the way. So she's uh, she's sitting at the edge of the table. Lord Mason looks like he slept most of the night, also showered, and seems, yeah, a little wired, a little on edge. Well, that makes two of us. So uh, as you guys get settled, they bring you, the servants will bring you out, you know, eggs, some kind of oat-based meal. Some would call it <laughs> oat an meal? oat meal. I love this oat-based meal. How did you make it? Spectacular. <laughs> and look, they're raising the bar. <laughs> some people do. No, bad people do. <laughs> I'm a bad person. <laughs> well, we already knew that. You guys are eating breakfast when Meg wanders in. She's looks rough. Like hungover rough? Yeah, way hungover. Didn't bother to bathe. Looks pretty messed up, actually. Uh, she comes in and sits down, and they pour her a big glass of coffee. Lord Mason kind of eyes her side-eyed for the first part of breakfast. She's totally quiet and eventually gets enough coffee in her to say, so, how was your night? It, it might have been better than yours. Oh, no, I had a great night. I just went to bed. I'm going to eat some eggs. None of us have ever slept in a house with ghosts before, so that was a new experience for some of us. Oh, yeah, no, they leave you alone. They're really quiet at night. And the whole hall is really quiet and, like, awkwardly stares at their feet. She doesn't notice. Well, they were vocal last night oh yeah mm -hmm. we heard things oh okay. random things uh, i'm looking that's... to the lord and lady now just to see where they're going with it are they saying anything no damn it i so want to talk about this so lady mason will after she's cleared a plate and drank some water say so i believe that you need a translator and i've been meaning to get caught up on my translation skills so i would love to take that position we'd be honored yes well what are we going to be translating oh, we don't actually know it, lady miev was asking us if we could find someone to help her with a code she's got probably one of the recent acquisitions from our library sales i may already have it translated but i will Make a trip out there as soon as I can. Oh, that's most excellent. We appreciate it very much. Would you like to accompany us there today? No, no, I'm going to travel with my usual retinue. All right, then we shall travel ahead and have Lady Miev ready to receive you. Excellent. Well, I hope you had a uh, pleasant and uneventful night sleeping in your rooms. Your hospitality was most welcome. Thank you. Oh, yes. So Lady Mason will stand up and uh, head out of the room. And Lord Mason will say, I feel that the translation service is simply not sufficient. Remember when you guys found that um, storage closet? I remember when we ladies found it, yes. <laughs> I would like you to, as a show of my support, just understand the amount of gratitude that I have for the work that you did. And let me just, um, and he gestures over to a servant who steps up and hands him a small pouch and he slides it across there. I believe there's five gold for each of you. Thank you. How very gracious. I assure you the honor is all mine. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to attend to the lady. And he stands up and follows her out the door, leaving you with Meg. I'm going to keep scarfing down food because I'm guessing I'm hungry. Yeah, probably. I'm going to just drink my coffee and count the seconds down until we get the fuck out of here. So Meg says, oh, man, I hope you guys slept well. I slept great. I mean, it was pretty good. I should, oh, I need to go to the market again. I shoot a glance self his way, like, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare invite her. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Like, I've got my my fork paused in midair, and I'm looking at Silpha. Silpha is, is basically giving you eyes back that are are telling you that she would not dream of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Meg finishes eating and says, I really enjoyed having you guys come stay. It was the most fun I have had in months. That's great. If you guys want me to show you some more ghosts sometime, come by after dark and I will happily give you the full ghost tour. Wonderful. Jalen just puts on this rictus smile. <laughs> Like she thinks it's, she hopes it's a smile. I'm gonna, I think I need a nap. So I'm gonna head back to bed. Hey, if you guys aren't here when I get back, I just know I'm really thankful that you guys came and visited. I'll see you in the market sometime. Okay, that sounds Thanks great. Thanks for having us over, Meg. Anytime. Oh, this is just like school days when we used to like hang out. It was great. Yeah. What do you do with most of your time now? Oh, I play princess. You know, they're trying to marry me off. So I study up on Mason stuff for the most part. And Oh, of course. And have you spent any time with Malik? Well, I mean, not really. I touched his hand once. Oh my gosh, that's a start. How do you feel about it? though malik oh he's um he seems like a really nice boy you know he's got um he's got his father's like thick curly hair and his father's quiet demeanor everybody says he's nice i did ask some servants and they all agreed he's quite nice i'm i'm going to roll insight uh into how how what i think she she might feel about this arrangement jalen is too tired and afraid to have a good insight right now I got nothing. <laughs> we are three little maids from school at this point, paying no attention. It turns out if you don't sleep very well, maybe you can't do anything well. You can roll me a history check to kind of, it's generically used for like, what's up with the nobility? Yeah, you've never heard of it. Well, I mean, you know who Malik is. I just could give a fuck about history right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> the lack of sleep. It's an eight. The dice, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even trying. But what? Well, of course, if Meg marries him, that means... Oh, gosh. We'd have to deal with her a lot well, more, no, no, wouldn't no. we? Jessica's not. Lady Miev is not. Sylvia's machinations are going somewhere along the lines of, if Meg needs an out, and it will not ruin her life, we have the means to provide her family an out of this marriage contract. As in, if anything that we uncovered here at the house in the last night and have been just bribed uh, to keep under the table. We have totally been bribed. Then uh, it would benefit any of our families that we are aligned to, to know that they have blood magic or or some sort of dark dealings and, and mass sacrifices in their family's past. So the servants mostly leave you alone until you're about finished. And one of them will come up and say, I'll take you back to your rooms and then escort you out the front door. Well, thank you. Come along. And she takes you directly to your rooms to get your bags and then takes you out the front door. So Jalen will say something like pleasant about the weather and insert infrenemic. Let's get very far away before we say anything else. (laughs) I don't know. I think it might rain soon, which means, of course. You guys had uh, about a half an hour. That gets you within sight of town. Pretty sure no one's around to overhear you. We exchange meaningful gla- glances, which is what's going on at the table actual right now. I don't even know where to start on how messed up that whole experience was. I mean, what, what do we do? Well, if it were a more powerful house, I would say we know the sorts of secrets that could get a person killed. Yeah, I I was just thinking as far as, you know, eliminating Meg from the marriage contract, but um, yeah. How much do you think that the current family knows about the history? Lady Mason knows. Was in search of the past magic of the Mason household to carry it forward and to carry their family forward. But that doesn't mean that she understood the nature of I think she understood very well, because I saw a page of the book she was reading. Did it say, like, kill people, drain their blood? It implied that Mason Stone uses the same kind of magic that you saw in its construction. Then yes, secrets that could get people killed. And and they both look at me. (laughs) So shall we tuck these away in our little brains? Yes, we are going to tuck these away in our little brains. Sable, you know that money that he gave us was to keep us quiet. Wasn't for the... No, it was not for the stuff we found. It was... Well, it was for the things we learned, not so much the things we found. I'm not saying we necessarily should shut the hell up, but... Well, that's my question. We need to be on the same page that he is assuming we will. Jalen, are you going to keep it to yourself? I don't know. Silpha? I intend to keep it to myself. Me too. The value of a secret 
only stays valuable as long as it's secret. And I mean that both in terms of the Masons keeping this under wraps and whether or not we want to keep it under wraps. Right. Can we agree not to share this without at least speaking to each other? Well, the Masons are not a powerful family at this time. You have a point that if there were a time to spill a secret, it would be now. Well, especially since they have found the book of blood, cement, magic, or whatever. The most powerful of all magics. Cement magic. (laughs) It's a step above gravel magic. It is actually titled Blood, Sweat, and Tears, The Secret to Stonemasonry. (laughs) I mean, I just, to give you a trajectory, if we never say anything about this and we just let it stay their secret, they're going to rediscover the old secrets of the Mason clan. They're going to regain their power. And all of our houses are going to be lined with bloodstone. I'm not suggesting that we do that, but I'm also suggesting that maybe... Just maybe, if we're going to share this information, which is big information that could get people killed, we should talk to each other before we do it. We're talking now. But you said you can't promise that you won't tell without talking to us. Look, you have a family, Jalen, and Silpha, you have a patron that could benefit greatly from this information. Your lady would benefit greatly from this information. My lady doesn't need it. What I'm saying is this information would put the Mason family out of contention for marriage. It would probably do more than that. And do we really want to play that hand right now? I mean... No, we don't want to play that hand right now, but I don't know how long we should sit on that. So just promise to hold on to it until we decide together to let it go. Yeah? And how. Okay, that's fine. Of course. I mean, I have the other book from their house. All right. All right. So you guys head into town on your way to Lady Miev. So you basically have to go through town and then continue for another two hours. Anything you're doing in town or are you heading straight there? Drop off my throwing daggers and my rapier to be dipped in silver at the silversmith melter person. <laughs> Done. Charge it to your house. Oh, and also uh, the hand crossbow bolts. Okay. Not all of them, but many of them. <laughs> and I believe you left the silver yes. lamps behind? Although I do I do still have a mason jar full of blood, and I think you took one too, because that's valuable potential proof of weird shit. <laughs> Did you take one too? Everybody took a mason jar of blood. So you drop your stuff off at the local smith. The smith agrees to do the things. They will charge it to your house. You're rich and connected. It's fine. Viscount Evans might be like, what are you doing? But hey, whatever. All right, you guys head out towards House Miev. I'm going to ask Silpha, so can ghosts leave that house? From my research on ghosts, they're oftentimes bound to a place, but the sphere of their place could vary. I mean, they could be contained to a kingdom or contained to a castle. Great. So you guys are about a half an hour from Miev's when something in a topsy-turvy fashion spills out of the thorns and rolls into the middle of the path and comes up on all fours. It's wearing metal armor, but the armor's been deformed as its body has been deformed. And so out of its back is some kind of large, scaled tail. Its hands have been transformed into long, skinny claws, and its head is the head of a monitor lizard, distorting kind of the neck area around the armor. And on its lizard head is a stone crown. It's the Lizard King. (laughs) You laugh. (laughs) It looks at you, and its tongue flicks out, sniffing the air near you. And then you hear a chattering noise from inside the thorns, and you know something is coming, and coming quickly. What are you going to do, Sable? I go first? Well, no, but you have a moment before something bad happens and we roll initiative. I'm going to cast Guidance to make sure that I'm ready for whatever comes next. All right, Julie. I will cast Mage Armor on myself. Uh, Jalen is going to put some distance between her and the Lizard King. I have—I didn't leave all the crossbow bolts. Let's say I have ten crossbow bolts. Done. You have ten crossbow bolts. Leaping out of the thorns comes three 
humans that have been badly mutated. Their legs are legs of grasshoppers. Their arms are insectoid claws. Their faces are mandibles. And half of their head is dedicated to these massive multifaceted bug eyes. They're wearing the leathers of peasants who clear the thorns. But other than that, they're pretty unrecognizable. And they leap out and land immediately next to our lizard creature, which hisses at them. And you must roll me initiative. Six. Okay, we're off to a good start. So the bugs are going to go first, actually. So they are circling each other, the three bugs and the uh, lizard man, when the bugs notice you're there. And you guys look less armored. One of them is going to leap at... uh, I'm going to go ahead and just roll a dice to determine this because it's pretty random. One of them lands next to Jalen. And one of them lands next to uh, Sable. Lovely. They easily clear 30 feet, sailing 15 feet through the air. And Jalen, it tries to claw you. Does a 14 hit. Yes. And it tries to bite you. Does a 17 hit. Jalen, you are bit. It, you take two damage, and I need a constitution saving throw. Make it, make it. Seven. Do please add it up. Seven? That was crappy. New dice. Let me double check. This dice is exiled. Hey, good news. You missed it by four and not five. So you're only poisoned. You have disadvantage on your attacks. Attacking Sable. No. A claw. Misses terribly. A bite. I believe we'll hit with a 15. Yep. It bites you for a mighty two damage, and you roll a con save, and it rolls a con save. It succeeds. It's not sick. It's not sick. No. Tear open my clothes in any place? It probably does bite into your arm pretty heavily and leaves puncture wounds. You gotta roll a con save. Oh, right. Hey, I rolled an 18. All right, you're not poisoned. And that's gonna bring us to Jalen. All right, I'm gonna try to shoot him. This is 17. All right. For his 12 points of damage, I am using a bonus action to disengage. I will back away from these creatures, cast magic missile, and have a missile hit each one of them, and yell, stay away from my friends! Roll it. One of them will take three damage. I'll say that's the one near Jalen. The second one will also take three damage. And the third one will take two damage. Okay. And Sable. Where are they all located? They're all, are they all in? There's one in your face. There's one very near you that Jalen just ran away from. And then there's one that's over fighting a lizard man. Is there any chance that I could catch the bugs in an entangle? Probably the one that landed on Jalen is probably not going to be in your entangle. But you can get the other two and the lizard man. I'll go for that. Buggity one is going to succeed. Buggy 2 is going to fail. So the one that is fighting the lizard man is now very much entangled. Mm-hmm. The lizard, for his part, is just rocking. Right, he's he's totally right. fine. Those four legs are helping him out. He's, he's just ruling this world. And that brings us to the bottom of the round. So the bug that is not fighting you and the lizard man get in a tussle. The bug cannot get through his armor. The lizard man cannot get through the bug's armor. And so... It's an animalistic slap fight. (laughs) And that brings us to the top of the round, which means the two bugs. So one bug is attacking Sable. It fails with its claw. It fails with its bite. And it is going to use its action to get out of your, well, its move to get out of your entangle spell. So it leaps out and is behind you. The one that was fighting Jalen, it's going to chase. Because that seems like something an animal would do. So it leaps after you, ignoring everyone else, and absolutely fails to claw you, and a 14 will probably not hit. Absolutely fails to bite you. Jalen. I still have a disadvantage, right? Yes, you do, for poison. I'm going to disengage and... Shoot him again? Okay, you do not have sneak attack unless you shoot the one that's on Sable. Seven plus six, 13. 13 will miss. They're like armored and carapaced. Uh, Silpha. Silpha will cast Ray of Frost on the insect creature that's attacking Sable. Uh, and then she will cast, as a bonus action, Expeditious Retreat. Great. Double your dice. I believe it's a D8. Yes. A total of six damage. You shoot it with Frost for six. It's slow and you can dash, right? Where are you going? 
I want to be away from the creatures, but near my friends. All right, so you can dart off in a direction that takes you... Well, so basically they've paired off. One is on Sable and one is on Jalen. So you can choose to be basically 30 feet away from all of them. Okay. Actually 60 feet away from all of them. All right, Sable. So I already entangled one that was fighting the other guy. The one in front of me is still... Uh, it has leaped to behind you, but when you turn around, it's, it's still right there. It's in front yeah. of you now. I am going to whack the crap out of it. All right, let's see it happen. Lift my club and whack. 17. That hits. Awesome. Clubs do... D6, usually. Do I get any pluses? Usually your strength modifier. <laughs> One. You smack him on the nose. <laughs> you boop his boop. <laughs> All right, lesson. Cast Shillelagh first. The lizard rolls out of the entangle spell and hisses. The insect creature is going to try to break out of the entangle spell. He fails. Yay! So he just stays stuck in it. And the lizard will just hiss like, you know, threatening lizards do. And that's going to bring us to the top of the round. So these creatures, one of them is going to claw at Jalen. Oh, critical. Bad damage roll, too. Oh, that's bad. Oh, shit. That's bad. 12 damage. Dang. I'm at five. I have five hit points. Are you close to me? Uh, she is backed off of you by 60 feet. Uh, yeah, he uh, sticks those two claw appendages directly into your chest and pulls apart. Ow. Yeah, you're missing a lot of skin there. That is going to bring us to uh, Silpha. I will launch another. I just saw that creature hit Jalen. Uh... Jalen really badly so do everything I can to get rid of it I'm going to cast magic missile my last first level spell slot of the day and send all three missiles its way eight points of damage okay you shoot it for eight it doesn't like that it makes a chirping noise did I get my no you didn't (laughs) also it forgot to bite you as well can I just trade my turn and not get bitten You could not get bitten and take your turn. Could he have, like, he rolled a one, so could he have, like, accidentally fumbled his mandibles? He bit his tongue. <laughs> but it looks cool. So she's going to disengage, and she's going to try to shoot him with the short bow again. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve will not do. Right. And see, Sylphie, you did magic missile, so that's going to bring us to Sable. She's going to throw down the bow and start taking off her clothes so she can disappear. (laughs) (laughs) No shame! (laughs) When in doubt, get naked! You guys know what she can do. So, I mean, she's also, like, stressed out. So she, you're, you're like, seeing her face disappear and come back a lot because she can't really control her right now. And I think we're giving you, like, tearaway clothes. She can get undressed fast. Then I'm going to, with my bonus action, cast Healing Word on Jalen. So, Jalen, you will get three, four points of damage is healed. And then I am going to make a big show of casting Shillelagh on my club. All right. I really want him to think that this is going to be like some big badass mofo thing. So, I mean, he has the brain of an animal, but I will let you roll animal handle if you would like to scare him. Sure. I don't have any bonuses in it, but it is a wisdom thing, so that's good. That'd be 19. Okay. I will be ready to hit next time. That brings us to the bottom of the round. The lizard man continues to hiss. The one that's stuck in thorns rips its way out and begins to pursue the lizard man. That brings us to the top of the round where we have our two insect creatures. Jalen, the one you have been beating up on that has just been magic missiled, turns and runs. It leaps right up to the edge of the entangle spell. That's kind of the limit of how far it can get this turn, but it appears to be running back for the thorns. The one that is fighting Sable is second-guessing its prey. (laughs) It takes a big step back. As I shake my club in its direction. And then bounds away toward Silpha. Would you like to take an... I am so taking an attack of opportunity. All right, try to hit him. Uh, 18. Okay, yeah, no, you got him right in the snoot. Let's see what kind of boop it was. Five plus eight. Eight, that, you know, that you crack him across the head. <laughs> now, for his part, he flies towards you and then comes well short, stumbles a little bit, and then runs the rest of the way towards you. 
Uh, he's not going to get to do anything this run, but he's closing. And that is going to bring us to Jalen. Jalen is going to... She is She is finishing getting her clothes off, and she is moving away and attempting to... Give me it. your stealth roll, please. Well, I mean, normally it would be advantage because you're freaking I mean, chameleoned. Kind of I mean, it's kind of an instinct. It can, when she's stressed out, it turns into yeah. an instinct. I, we're going to give you a regular roll. Okay. Because you're poisoned, you would have disadvantage. Because you're a chameleon, you would have advantage. <laughs> Balances okay. out. Uh, oh, psh, yeah. 27. Okay. We all forget who you were. Everyone loses sight of you, including your dead mother. <laughs> that is going to bring us to Silpha. Silpha is going to dash away from the insect creature that is trying to close with me. And then I will send a ray of frost his way. 20 hit. A 20 will definitely hit, yes. He takes three damage and is slowed. You are now with with Expeditious Retreat and him being slowed much faster than he is. So uh, this can go on for a long time. And that, well, for as long as Expeditious Retreat is up. You'll definitely have needled and dimed him with icicles by the time (laughs) this becomes an issue. So, uh, well, let's see if anybody wants to help you. Sable, it, it has run away from you. And is chasing Silpha down the path. Chasing her down the path? You've never seen her move this fast, but she seems to move as fast as they do. Do I move any faster as a wolf? Yes, a wolf, I believe, has a base speed of like 50, so you move 20 feet per round faster, or 40 if you dash. Could I close on it? Uh, As a wolf, yes, absolutely. Okay, so I get a bonus action as a wolf. Bonus action to turn into the wolf, and then you can dash... And catch him. Despite the fact that I've just shillelaghed the heck out of this club, I am going to go ahead and turn into a wolf. And I'm going to run after this thing and bite it. All right. I have a lot more hit points, too. And they basically are added to your current hit points. So you're like a walking god right now. <laughs> All right. So you will not actually get the swing in because he's he's, uh, he's 60 feet away. So you're going to turn into a wolf and then use your whole move to yes, get nearly there. And then your action to get closer. So you are right on his tail. He is terrified. So back over, Lizard Man, the insectoid creature. Slap fight continues. The bug that is running leaps over the entangle spell and into the actual thorns and is gone. The bug that is chasing Silpha now has a wolf on him and is really regretting his choices. So he's actually going to leap 20 feet away because he's slowed from the frostbolt and then stagger 20 feet further, uh, meaning you can still get to him and bite him if you wish. But he is heading towards the thorns. And that's going to bring us around to Jalen. She's going to go back at her clothes. She's going to get her two crossbows. Can we see the crossbows? The hand cr- Yeah, you can, you can probably see the crossbows when she picks them up. But she's going to shoot at the one with the lizard. All right. Oh, that one hit, and that one hit. Hooray! Uh, you do get sneak attack because you have an ally, but you only get sneak attack on one of the attacks because sneak attack can only be applied once per round. 17 points of damage. Your crossbow bolt comes out of nowhere and wings it in the neck. It's up, but barely. Silpha, the thing that was chasing you is turned to run away very slowly. I'll start running back towards the last place that I saw Jalen, but I'm probably not aware that she disappeared. Yes, so you can head back there and you you know where she is. Resolving her outline is about the best you're going to do, but you know where she is. Yes, my action will be to put one more ray of frost into the thing that was attacking me. Will a 17 hit? 17 hits. 7 damage and still slow. All right, Sable, you're a wolf. There's a hobbled thing running from you. That feels right. Oh, thanks. Let's get my instincts in here. Oh, yeah, that thing is like, it's going down. Okay. It is so Go going down. It. Five, six, seven, okay. ten. Yeah, um, you got a leg. Ha It's Actually, mine I now. I don't think it survives that. I think it falls over. Yeah, it does. It falls over. Bottom of the round. So the insect that just got absolutely capped two crossbow bolts by Jalen abandons its prey and tries to run away. The monitor lizard bites him. And that might be the end of him. No, it rolled poorly. It manages to escape into the thorns, but it leaves with slightly less of its leg. And I believe that wraps us up. Trotting back to the lizard person and the chameleon with an insect leg in my teeth. Looking pretty pleased with myself. The lizard creature with the stone crown skitters up to you with its four legs. The front two are lizard's legs. The back two are like human legs. So it's moving very strangely. It skitters up to you and pulls up to a stop and then like sniffs the air with its tongue. I sniff the air with my nose. Yeah, it smells familiar. 
familiar like what it's got an lizard? intense kind of lizard smell to it but for some reason you feel a, a good big sense of deja vu like you you know the smell of this person like, oh my gosh jalen jalen are you okay I'm, i need to check first are my hands completely uh, clean you have of- puncture around your arm but your hands are fine i'll reach out and touch you and cast oh, cool. okay d8 plus i believe your wisdom mod she'll, she'll get up and start putting on her clothes <laughs> Much better. Okay, so you guys have a, a monitor lizard man with a stone crown who's just sort of hanging out with you. I'll look at his armor and his tabard and see if I recognize anything. Uh, history would be appropriate. Natural 20. So he does have a tabard. It was dangling below his belly, and you have to actually like grab it and pull it around, but it lets you, and it is uh, wearing House Miev's colors. Look like aged no, it's it's pretty new. It's a little scratched up. It looks like it's been running through the thorns. The tabard is standard. The armor is not standard. There, there'd only be like one or two people at House Maeve that could wear this armor. Is this Champion Riley? And that wraps it up. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson for our tunes from My Pet Machine. And special thanks to Julie from Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo. How will it go when our heroes deliver the awful news about Champion Riley? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Warmed up into this podcasting yeah, after okay, breaking something. Okay, we're ready. Unique New York. Unique New York. Or do you want to try sportscaster? Tonight's left is Sandra playing Sable Mirkwood, the druid. One more right. One more The sneaky assassin. A fathom. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nate. I will be your dungeon master today.